I've been a photographer for 13 years, 11 of which I've also been a mom. So I know how difficult it can feel trying to raise a family and grow a photography business at the same time. So if you ever find yourself struggling with getting work done while your kids are at home, especially without leaning on screens constantly and relying on them, then today's episode is going to be one that you do not want to miss. I have written an exhaustive list of everything I can think of that is a really creative way to get work done with kids, all the way from they're literally sitting on your lap or right next to you on the floor, all the way up until when you can actually hire someone. So I hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you are ready, let's get right to it. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. I cannot wait to dive in and share with you all of these tips and strategies that I have personally used along the way, some of which that I am currently using in my season of life right now. Before we jump in, I'd love to say welcome if you are new or welcome back if you are a returning listener. It is so much fun to be here. I love this part of my week where I get to record something just for you. It is my hope with this podcast that you leave feeling incredibly educated, encouraged, and inspired, and know without a shadow of a doubt that you can do both motherhood and business well. My name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering. In addition to this podcast, I have a group coaching program called the Side Hustler to CEO, which is a six-month implementation program where I walk you through step-by-step each building block that you need to create a sustainable and profitable business. And I love getting to know each and every one of my clients and really spending time working on their unique business and their unique situation. Something you may not know about me if you are new to the podcast or new to my world is that making connections and long-lasting relationships, deep relationships, are something that is so important to me. 
I found it really difficult in the beginning years as a mom photographer, having no support. Podcasts weren't a really big thing. There wasn't a lot of education surrounding business and motherhood. And so when I started this education platform three years ago, I really did it out of pure necessity because I wanted to create this community that I so desperately needed. And what this has turned into has just been such a beautiful picture of who I am and the deep relationships that God has created within me. And I think within all of us is that we were not meant to do life alone. And so I've noticed a lot of the other podcasts that I listen to, they always jump right into the meat of the episode, which I think is great. But you know what I lack from those podcast hosts is any real depth or connection with them. So I view them as an expert, yes, but I don't really view them as a friend. And so I really want you guys, as you're listening to my podcast, to feel like we're friends. And so I always love sharing a let's get personal section so you can get to know me on a deeper level. If you've been listening to some of my past episodes, my recent episodes, you may have already heard that I've been working on something really special for you. It's called the Focused Mom Photographer Summit, and registration is open right now. This is a completely free online virtual conference with 23 speakers, including myself, experts from the photography industry, experts from other industries that I brought on personally because I wanted them to share wealth of knowledge with you. And so this is an event that you are not going to want to miss. So if you're interested in checking out all the details for how to purposely organize your photography business so you can find balance, feel productive, and increase your profitability without the full-time workload, head on over to momphotographersummit.com. I cannot wait for this event. It's going to be so fun. Please invite your friends There are so many incredible speakers. Definitely stay tuned for next week's episode where I've hand-selected a few of the speakers to give their top tips for mom photographers, and I can't wait for you to hear that. Okay, mama, let's jump in to these incredible strategies for getting work done with kids at home. Okay, number one front load connection with your kids as early in the day as possible. Now, this is key. This is something that I learned really early on as a parent, and it was something that really set me up for success right out of the gate. And essentially what this means is that you are going to set aside connection time with each of your kiddos for 10 minutes, one-on-one if you can. I talk about this a lot in my episodes, previous episodes, so I'm not going to get super into detail with it, but it is possible no matter how many kids you have and no matter what ages they are, you just have to get creative and stay consistent. Number two, allow your children to be a part of what you are doing. Now, I feel like this can be really hard because we think that when our kids are young, they don't really understand But from a very young age, kids understand way more than we give them credit for. And so it's really important that you take them along the journey with you. 
narrate what you are doing to your kiddos. And I don't know what it is, but I think when kiddos understand more about what we're doing, they're more willing and likely to give us the time and the space that we need. So I have been a work-at-home mom, like I said, for 11 years, and my husband works out of the home. And so very young, when my kids were very young, I had to walk them through what this looks like. Daddy goes to work, but mommy stays home, and I get to spend time with you, which is so fun and awesome, but I also have to work. So what can we do to work together, right? I invite my kids, and this is what I recommend you do too, I invite my kids to participate in what it is that I'm doing. And now that my kiddos are older, and they've been used to being a part of my business, they actually help me in my business. So if I have, you know, pages that need to be hole punched for my workshops, or if my kiddos can help me set up for my workshops that I host out of my home, they set up the tables, they put out the chairs and the tablecloth, like they are a part of what I am doing in my business. Number three is to set up an office in your own office that your kiddos can work at while you work. This is something that I have done over the years. It's definitely looked different based on the ages of my children and whether one was home or both were home, but it's something that you can do that just makes the environment more fun. Set up old keyboards or old computer screens so that they can pretend like they are at work as well. Give them work tasks to do while you're working. So kids learn through play. And so if you can set up some things that keep them busy while you're working, this is going to be a win-win for both of you. So from toddler age, you can find a million ideas on Pinterest. Just type in toddler busy activities But one that specifically was so awesome when my littles were young, my mother-in-law found this idea, but you get a spice jar, like one of those plastic spice jars that have the big holes at the top, and you cut up pipe cleaners, and you have them push the pipe cleaners into the spice jar. And for whatever reason, this kept my kids busy for so long. You could even do things with like sorting colored bears or finding activities that your kiddos can do that they enjoy while you're working. You could print them several coloring pages and staple them together and let them work on those coloring pages. You could give them activity books to do like dot to dot, search and find, word search books, And all of these activities should be things that they can only do while you're working. Because what happens is if we put out a bunch of activities or a bunch of toys and they're always accessible, then they lose their novelty and they're not as exciting. But if you keep all of these office games or these office activities in a separate space, then your kids are going to be so much more willing to be focused on something else because they've got something that's entertaining, right? That's interesting and that they don't see all of the time. On that same note, let's talk about tip number four, which are quiet boxes. So these are very similar in the sense that you're going to put all of these different things in a quiet box that they can only do during phone calls or Zoom calls. 
This is one of those things as a working mama at home is that you always have your kids with you and they always seem to get super rowdy when you need to get on the phone or when you need to do a Zoom call. This is why tip number one is so important. You're going to front load this connection with your kiddos right before you get on a call or right before you start a work block because the more attention that you give your kids in a positive way beforehand, the less likely they're going to act out for attention in a negative way when you need them quiet. And so these quiet boxes for your phone calls or Zoom calls are going to be equipped with quiet activities that they only get to do during those special times. So these could be things that you pick out with your kids. I've done this with my kiddos before. I've given them each a bin and I said, okay, let's go to the Dollar Tree. That's not a dollar anymore because of inflation, (laughs) but let's go to the dollar store or let's go to Target and the dollar spot and let's find some different quiet activities that we can put in here. Things like, you know, the watercolor books that you can have your kids paint with water. Yes, it's a little bit messy. It's a little wet. But in my opinion, like the things that take a little bit of time are the best. I also did like those color wonder books while they were little. Now my kids are so much older, they just play in their rooms while I work. But sometimes I really need to pull out the big guns. Sometimes my kids just are not having it. And so if I take just like a five or 10 minute break, when my kids are melting down and I say, oh my goodness, I see that you really need some big hugs right now, or I see that you really need some attention right now. Let me go ahead and finish this one task, or let me just go ahead and pause this task because you are so important to me. And then you just remind your kiddos like, hey, mommy has work to do and I promise when I'm done, this is what we'll do. So you're kind of letting them know this is how much time I have left. I think another tip here that's not really listed, this wasn't on my outline, but I want to mention it anyways, is to make sure that you set a timer for your work blocks. Let your kiddos know how much time you are going to be working and then honor that. So when the timer goes off, you are done working for that maybe 45 minute period of time. And now you guys are going to go take a 15 to 30 minute play break where you're going to play together. And I will admit, as my ki- when my kids were younger, they definitely needed more play breaks. Now that my kids are older, they are really self-sufficient and they can play by themselves for quite a long time. But I still do go pop in and check in on them and make sure that everything is going well. Okay, let's talk about tip number five, which is to prioritize what work you'll do when your kids are around and what work you'll need to do when your kids are not around. And I think this is really difficult at the beginning because you feel like you just don't have any time to work without them. But I I want you to get out of this like mentality that your kids are always around and you can never do anything when your kids are around because that's just simply not true. Is it harder to work when your kids are around? 100% yes, but it's not impossible. And I think it really starts with your mindset. And so if at the beginning of the week, you sit down and you write all your tasks out, I want you to prioritize the ones that you can do that are a little bit, it's it's okay if you're interrupted, right? Nobody likes to be interrupted. But there are certain tasks that you can do where you're like, you know what, 
it's okay if I'm interrupted. It's something that I can really naturally jump right back into. But if you're working on things like recording content or writing blog posts or editing photos, like sometimes that takes a lot more brain power and it takes a lot more thought. And so you might want to do those things when you have some help. Okay, so let's talk about how you can get more help. So I've given you plenty of tips for how you can easily work at home or more easily. I guess it's not easy, but how you can more easily work at home with your kiddos. Now let's talk about how you can creatively get a little bit more support. So tip number six is to trade babysitting with another working mom. Now, I've done this in the past, and I am still currently doing this right now. So if you don't know a friend who also is an entrepreneur and has kids, I highly recommend finding someone, a business bestie. There are tons of Facebook pages that are for working moms, work-at-home moms. There are also, I'm sure, a bunch of working-at-home moms in your local neighborhood Facebook page. So it's just going to take a little bit of time to seek out that person. And yes, it's going to take a little bit of time to build that trust with them. But in the meantime, you can, while you're getting to know this new person or you're beginning to trust someone new, you can do what I would recommend for tip number seven, which is a working play date. So if you're not comfortable letting someone else watch your kids, you can do a working play date where you get together with another working mom. Make sure that working mom has older kids, or if your kids are older, that they have, you know, similar ages or younger, so that you always have someone that can help out, right? My daughter is 11 currently, and she does this a lot. She's able to help out with my friends that have younger kiddos. And so it just makes it more enjoyable for everyone when we're working. And then there's someone else that can also keep an eye on the younger kiddos. Okay, and that brings me to tip number eight, which is to hire a mother's helper or a retired grandma to play with your kiddos. Again, this is going to take some time, and this one is going to cost some money, but it might be less than you think, especially for a mother's helper, because you can hire someone who is younger. So I mentioned that my daughter is 11. She's been a mother's helper since she was nine. And we homeschool now, but when she started, she wasn't homeschooled. It was just during the summer, and I would do a little posting, you know, saying, hey, my daughter is looking for a family who has a child who just needs someone to play with. And so you can hire a mother's helper, someone who's homeschooled. We're homeschooling now, so she does have a standing gig that she goes to. But this is a really inexpensive way for you to get some help. So you're at home. Your mother's helper comes over and just plays with your kids so that you can get some more focused work done. Same goes for a retired grandma. This is probably going to be someone that you know, because a, you know, just someone that you don't know is probably going to be expected to be paid a little bit more. But this is something that you could just definitely put out there. Maybe your local church or your neighborhood page, you can just put a little ad out there saying, hey, this is what I can pay. If there's anyone who, you know, fits this description and would be interested, please reach out. I think a lot of times, I know this was true for me, is I always just kind of adopted this persona that nobody would ever 
like, you know, like I would come up with what I could pay and then I'd be like, but nobody would ever do that. Like I certainly wouldn't go work, you know, and babysit a two-year-old boy for $8 an hour. But you know what? My first babysitter, actually my first babysitter was $5 an hour. And then my second babysitter was $8 an hour. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so inexpensive. Like she's not going to say yet. Like nobody's going to say yes. And I had so many people reach out. And so I think sometimes when you put yourself out there and you try, you might be so surprised. The worst that's could, that could happen is that nobody responds. But in my experience, if you put out the ask, there's usually someone who is willing to at least talk to you about it, right? And that might lead to something else that might work. So just please do not give up hope because I feel like there is so much opportunity if we just take the time to be creative and put ourselves out there. Tip number nine is to utilize your spouse or your family. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to get creative. I have known mamas in my Side Hustler to CEO program that needed a little bit more of this creative work time. And so she asked her spouse if there was one night a week that she could dedicate to getting some focused work done while her spouse took over for the evening, put the kids to bed, you know, did dinner, bath, bed, all the things without her being there. And of course, he was so willing because he understood which most of our spouses do, the struggle that we face trying to raise our kiddos while also having a business. It's a lot. And if you just talk to your spouse, if you just talk to your family and ask and work out a situation that maybe is a standing situation, maybe it's only for a season or maybe it's for a while, but just a way for you to get this extra focused time that you need. My husband does this for me right now. I particularly don't like working on the weekends, but if I don't get that time to work on the weekends, I won't have the time and energy to devote to my CEO work, which is so important to me. If you guys have been following the podcast for any length of time, you know how important it is to step into that role as CEO in your business. If you haven't signed up yet for the Focused Mom Photographer Summit that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you will not want to miss day one of the summit where we talk all about how to own your role as the CEO in your photography business. Because newsflash, your business does have a CEO and it's you, whether you know it or not. And this CEO work is so important. I actually am giving an entire presentation on what that looks like and what to focus on. So that's definitely happening day one of the summit. So I will have the link in the show notes here for you to be able to quickly just hop on over there and sign up. It's going to be so great. But this time is my protected time and it's on the weekends because I know that I will always be able to do that because I have my husband there. 
It's not like I'm going to put it on the calendar and then, oh, my kid is going to get sick. Or I'm going to put it on the calendar, but then my daughter's having a really hard day. You know what I mean? I can put it on the calendar and know that about 90% of the time I can count on it. Of course, things come up and I have to move things around, but I've created a standing block of time in my calendar that my husband is aware of and he definitely helps out. I'm very lucky also to have family that lives close, and so my family helps a lot. But I also want to let you know that if you do not have family that lives near you, find some family. I think this is the number one excuse holding mom photographers back when it comes to trying to grow their business and raise their family is that they don't have family. And they they look at other people that have family and they're like, must be nice, right? And if that's you right now, if you totally muttered that in your head while I said that, I am not calling you out to shame you at all. I am calling you out because I love you and I don't want you to use those type of excuses anymore because there are so many people around you that want to be your family, Just because they're not your blood-related family doesn't mean that they can't be your family. So find your family. Find someone who is willing to help raise your kids, right? They say it takes a village, and so many of us try to do life by ourselves alone, and it is so exhausting. And if that's you right now, I want to give you permission to go make your own family. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Of course, it's going to take time. I'm not saying, you know, trust your kiddos with just any random stranger. That's not what I'm saying. Of course, get to know them until you can trust them. But you are in charge of your future and you are in charge of what happens, right? So don't let that hold you back. Don't live in that martyr mom mentality for too long. Okay, let's talk about tip number 10. This may seem very obvious to some of you, but I want to point it out just in case it's not. One thing that I utilized when my kiddos were young was preschool. Again, this is something that is paid childcare, but it's relatively more inexpensive than hiring a babysitter or a nanny to come to your home. And so do your research here. A lot of places that I found would not take kiddos less than age three or potty trained. There are a few that are in my area that would accept kids that were two. So you might have to do your own research and see what you can find. But there are so many different preschools out there with different price point options. And I can't remember the exact amount, but I want to say I paid like $220 a month for two days a week and they were full days. And so for me, that was relatively inexpensive for the amount of time that I got. And so as early as I could put my kiddos in preschool, I did. And those were cherished days, right? When my kids got to go explore and be socialized with other kids and I got my focus time, those were precious hours of the day. So I didn't wanna forget to mention preschool just in case it's an option for you, but definitely look at all of your options. There could be also in-home preschool, 
or in-home daycare that could be a little bit more inexpensive if that is the route that you want to go. But again, don't just discount this as an option because it costs money. You'll be so surprised at what is out there. And finally, let's chat about tip number 11, which is to take your kids somewhere safe where they can play and you can work and keep an eye on them. So a couple of examples are things like the park, a splash pad that's gated. Those were always my absolute favorites because then my kids could run around and be silly and I knew that they weren't going to escape and I could bring my laptop and I could just sit under a shady tree typing on my laptop, working in a notebook, and I could still keep an eye on them. Also, we used to do Chick-fil-A a lot and I would let my kids go play in the Chick-fil-A play area and I would use Chick-fil-A's free Wi-Fi. It was amazing. Another cool place that I used to take my kiddos was called Uptown Jungle, and they had this incredibly amazing play area that was just for toddlers, and it was fenced off indoors with air conditioning, which is a must in Arizona in the summer, and they had this like little bar top area where you could sit and work on your laptop and watch your kids. So I would type at my laptop and then I could just look up from my laptop and see my kids playing in this cute little kid f- zone and they absolutely loved it. And it was so like it was such a breath of fresh air to be able to let them run around, especially my son. He was so busy when he was younger and he's even more busy now that he's older. Now we have a membership to a trampoline park and it's literally my saving grace. My kids don't fight because they're off doing separate things. They only come back to pop in and grab a drink or to tell me what, what's going on. Um, if occasionally they get bumped by another jumping kiddo, all of those things. But I can just tell you that it is so incredibly helpful for me to have that to fall back on. And so if your kids are younger right now and you're like, oh my gosh, must be nice. Think about that mother's helper. Bring a mother's helper with you to the trampoline park and let them run around and chase your toddler. But I hope that you are starting to see a pattern here. It's all about getting creative. It's all about thinking outside the box. And if you need more help or you have a really unique situation that I haven't mentioned yet, go ahead and message me over on Instagram. I always love to connect with you guys. I want to know which one of these tips you are going to try. I want to know if you have some that maybe you have tried that I didn't mention that I would love to share. But I think it's so important that we stick together and that a community of mom photographers lift each other and support each other. And that is exactly what this podcast is for. If you have enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it. Share it on an Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. If you found this helpful, I'm sure that your mom friends will find this helpful as well. I can't wait to see you at the Focused Mom Photographer Summit happening August 8th through the 12th. Be sure to head to the show notes and grab your free ticket or head to momphotographersummit.com. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, 
Remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.